what it is, what it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, aka Show Enough Seventy One, and you're joining us for Season Three, Episode Five of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio solo. I've got the, my partners in crime. We got Des, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Again, not much. You know, always here, always talking about games. Love them. You know, I love that you guys listen. So thank you out there for all you people who are tuning in and, and, and have listened for so long. Thank you so much. All right, all right. And we also have Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What are you doing, brother? I'm doing okay. I'm doing good, man. So i uh, got a house. going to move in about a week. So I'm getting ready for that. I'm actually kind of just uh, relaxing this weekend. So didn't work any overtime. I haven't been just kind of kicking back and kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop on my move. So. So, so you got you got, you got a date for closing and a date for moving said yeah pretty much yeah i mean uh depending on if my place is ready i'll be able to get the keys either next weekend or at the latest tuesday of the following week like a couple of days before closing which will be dicey if that happens so <laughs> but we'll see uh, i know my realtor made a mention of the fact that you know if i need to i'll be able to put stuff in the garage and, and maybe stay at a friend's house for a couple of days <laughs> if it's not ready to go mm-hmm. on that before i get that but i do not want that to happen so we'll see what happens so i'll find out on thursday so okay all right that's great news congratulations that is good news all right y'all well uh Des, why don't, you, why don't we jump right into our playlist? So, Des, why don't you uh, regale us of some of the games you've been playing the past week or so? Well, uh, some of the games that I have been playing, I, uh, this uh, Sony sale has been, uh, this PlayStation sale has been all that I can talk about. And I'll, I, I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, yay. Let's see what games I can spend money on to buy. So, so I have been just buying really super cheap games and trying them all out. It's been great. I bought a game called Live Lock, which is a twin stick uh, shooter with, with robots and mechs and all this other stuff. Great game. A lot of fun. Uh, Joe and I played it a little bit last night during, um, during our, game, uh, our, uh, our game day. You know what you game said. Night. Yeah, our game, game night. night. So, game so that's been fun. Uh, running around, blowing stuff up. I generally don't like twin stick shooters, but this one because it has a mech feel to it, and I like that you can swap out weapons and and you can actually you have uh, other abilities because you're like robots, and so you can upgrade your chassis, you can upgrade all kinds of different stuff, and so I, I like the customize customization you know that you have in your robots, and there's three. "Quote unquote," they're called chassis that you can um, that you can pick one pick from an all around one, a bruiser that punches stuff and uses shotguns, which Joe used, and a um, and a support like a female support one that heals and stuff. So, really, really fun game. I'm really liking it. Um, so probably if this is kind of my my intro to the twin stick shooters. Though I played Hell Divers with Kev and and um, Joe as well, and that was that game was kind of fun as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It doesn't have all the permadeath like um, Hell Divers did, which in a no. way is probably better. Yes, on there, but it still had that kind of slow and methodic kind of uh, a gameplay to it, versus like being a frantic twin stick shooter like uh, Next Machina yep. or uh, Geometry Wars, which you know that, that's welcome too. You know, I don't mind going all crazy with twin stick shooters, but the thing about it is it's just the physics of the game and the characters like the uh, melee robot I selected. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, you could feel with the uh, melee hits with the gauntlets. And I just really enjoyed that <laughs> fact that out of all the weapons, like, you know, that is my go-to go-to, but you know, I, at times you have to watch out because if I'm going in full fist blowing, you know, I'm getting shot up and uh, I wind up my, you know, because I'm, 
playing as a tank, you know, I got to retreat at certain aspects and be a little bit more strategic on using my shield and all that. I think it's worthy of two dollars and ninety nine cents. Yep, I think definitely. or three dollars and ninety nine cents. I think it's three ninety nine on there. So, but it's definitely yeah. worth it. So pick it up. Uh, also got. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I played that game on Xbox. Both of them. Uh, it's the bundle, so I got one and two. Love it. Loved them. Uh, back when Activision was not super crazy, but love love those games. You make a squad of four, and you can run around and do stuff. And being a comic nerd that I am, I just 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 I, I had to start playing it again, and it was super cheap too. Got Sin Sin Mora EX, which which is an interesting shooter game. I never played it, so I wanted to try it out. It was super cheap, too. Got Rogue Galaxy. Again, uh, old-school uh, level 5 game. Wanted to play it. I don't remember playing it back in the day. I think I might have played at Joe's house. I'm not sure. So so I yeah, bought that super a, cheap. So That's a that's a great if you like turn-based or action RPGs, yep. kind of like Tales on there. It's a good PS2 to PS4 port on there, and it was a later PS2 game, so yeah. I mean the graphical style lends itself well to even modern systems now, even though you know it's just a PS2 and PS4 game on there. I think it's well worth 4 bucks. So Yeah, and then I got... I I I, always, I love this game, so I bought it again. It's the it's the digital super digital edition because it was super cheap too. It was like five bucks, and that was Lords of the Fallen. You know, it's that weird sort of. Um, I guess it's a um, what is it? Dark Souls, Dark, Dark Souls yeah, kind of game, yes. and yeah, Dark Dark Souls esque. But I, I like the gameplay. I thought it's fun. Um, got pretty far on it, but never beat it. And they had it. They had like the whole kid and caboodle for this for like five bucks and i was like or like six bucks and i was like all right i'll buy it sweet so so i bought it again gonna dive back into that game game is fun game is fun don't don't sleep on it you know for, for what you're getting it's really good and then i i i bought dragon age inquisition again they have the game of the year edition for like 10 bucks i bought it because i like the series i have played and beat the other two dragon ages and i never played this one all the way through and beat it and i and it is my it is my job now to to play this game and beat it you know i i beat the first game as a warrior a two-handed warrior beat the second game as a mage and i'm going to beat this game as a rogue so um wish me luck wish right me on luck. and uh other two yeah. games i've been playing is i've been still plugging away at mad max i love i don't know i don't know what it is about that game i just love putting that game in and just driving around. There's something cathartic about driving around and smashing into stuff. And then, like, this is a game that, or Mad Max is a game that doesn't demand a lot of you. Um, it does get repetitive, but that's the thing about it. Like, I put it in, I go in, I do some missions, bust up some crazy cannibals, and I'm done. And I put it down. So I, I've really enjoyed this game. So if you haven't played it, pick it up. I got, I got it for free for uh, um, for a PS Plus, and it was great. The last game that I've been playing, just to try to see how it is and getting back into it, that was Defiance 2050. I played the first one with Joe on the PS3 last gen, and it was it's a it's a fun little free game. Uh, they changed it up a little bit, used the same assets, f- fixed it, made it look a little bit better, and and it's it's been okay. I think the um, the community is kind of weird and and, and kind of trashy, but but you know it's a free game and. You know, that's kind of some communities and free games are a lot better than others. And this one doesn't seem to be all that good right now. So hopefully, hopefully yeah, yeah, hopefully it'll be better. But but for right now, as you can see, I've been playing a lot of different games, been trying a lot of different games, seeing which one sticks. So it's been a this sale has really uh, has really, you know, allowed me to to experience and play other games i was gonna say put a dent in my wallet but it really didn't i think i spent a max of like 30 dollars and i got like uh like seven or eight games so i can't really be mad <laughs> at that so i'm saying it's, if you guys haven't it done seems it like go. it's almost seems like this this uh digital sales may be better than the steam sale from that ended a couple weeks ago but some of the you. same games, some of the same games that you mentioned, are they were more on Steam than they are on the on the PlayStation. Well, there you go, y'all. I mean, I I don't know because I don't use Steam all that often. I don't, I don't have a uh, machine yet, 
but I probably will be getting one hopefully. So so I really can't say, but but I've I've liked I've enjoyed it. I'm probably gonna look and see if there's any more couple games I wanna I wanna purchase. So but I'll let you all know, you know. Oh, and in the chat sorry, in the um in the message boards or on Twitter, let us know what games uh you bought and let us know what games that we should we should try before the sale ends. So so reach out to us, let us know, hit us up on Twitter, uh leave a comment, you know, on the on the um on the show let us know so joe what have you been playing uh basically i've been playing the usual stuff which is everybody's golf Uh, it's like i said before and i'll say again it's been kind of like my go-to go-to like comfort gaming you know and with everything with my transition going on and my change in my life and everything um going back to that game and, and sitting down and just playing a round of nine, a round of 18 holes. I mean, it's just uh, been uh, cathartic to me, you know. So I've still been playing that quite a bit on there. Um, I'm actually trying in the game to kind of go ahead and try to level up because a lot of my time I go online every day and I do like the um, online event uh, for the day that gets extra bonuses. And so I'm just concentrating on getting the better score on that versus progressing in the actual single player game on there. So those of you who have played the game, I actually just opened up the ability to be able to fish on there. So which is fun. You know, I don't know if it's a full-fledged fishing game, but, you know, kind of has a similar hook, like if you were playing, like, you know, Get Bass or uh, Sega Bass Fishing on the Dreamcast from back in the day on there. Not as full-featured, obviously, but still um, enough of a hook. Get it? Ha-ha. Yeah, about the getting into the game a little bit. So on that, uh, also played... Um, a little bit. I bet, went back to Destiny 2, and, and I was thinking about diving into the whole uh, Warmind DLC, but I decided actually to pick up my Hunter. Um, my Hunter character actually was a, a particular playthrough that I was only playing through co-op with my um, ex-spouse on there, and so I actually wanted to get that character level up a little bit uh, and get him back into the fro because I like playing the hunter character and the character class and um, it's something to me where I wanted to dip back into Destiny but I didn't want to dip back into like you know new content right away I want to kind of get the feel back a little bit as far as the different weapons and then get a feel for um, you know just the gameplay in general on there so to me jumping back in that character and actually trying to beat the actual vanilla game you know trying to fight off and and do all the uh, quests that way um, was actually something that kind of got my my flavor buds, uh, you know, got a little lick in my lips because I want to get back to Destiny 2 and uh, get back into it a little bit, you know. So it's been been a while, you know. So um, no cueing any bad... uh, (laughs) Bad music there. And then last but not least, uh, still playing Rainbow Skies a bit. Um, I believe I talked about it in the last show, but uh, this is a very easy-to-play strategy RPG from um, published by PlayAsiaSoft, developed by a team in Germany on there. Um, um, in the uh, particular story arc with two characters, and that was like the beginning two characters I started off with, and now um, I started the story arc where you're playing the people that live in the in the earth below on there the two characters which you know unfortunately i don't remember the names of basically the whole premise of the game is that um that they left earth itself they live in the sky on these big ships because of the fact that you know the earth is inhabitable and they can't live down on the earth but surprise surprise there are people down there and so love to see because at the end of the first story arc spoiler alert uh the two characters including my character the protagonist uh, kind of fell out from the sky and fell to the earth below on there. So, you know, obviously in JRPG trope land, you, you, you see that the character they're introducing on the ground is going to eventually more than likely come across these other two characters and kind of see where everything is going to go uh, from that point forward. But uh, uh, like I said, still super easy to play. Uh, reminds me of a modern day Shining Force, you know, maybe like how a turn-based uh, strategy RPG used to be before Final Fantasy Tactics came in and and you know complicated the mix up a little bit so so but other than that that's pretty much what i've been up to as far as games is concerned so all right 
Okay, well, I've been playing some of the similar titles you guys have mentioned, uh, Destiny 2, been primarily just been trying to grind away at my power gear so I can do the, um, uh, what do they call it, acceleration protocol or so something protocol, basically the horde mode, so I can get to a decent enough level so I can do that. Um, also, um, kind of a... a Shout out to our listeners. If any, I'm kind of kind of feeling like I want to try and get pursue some of those uh, Nightfall exclusive drops. Some of the weapons that I've seen uh, come across my YouTube, some of my YouTube feeds uh, look pretty dope. So if anybody is interested in rolling with me uh, in some Nightfalls, hit me up on Twitter, and we'll we'll. Shout out our uh, contact information, uh, either on Twitter or on PSN, because I'd really like to start getting some of those. So uh, I've been playing some Destiny 2. Also jumped back into Yakuza, uh, Yakuza 0, rather. Kind of started, it's the prequel to the prior game, so it takes place in the 80s. I'm beating the yen out of people. I'm, I'm kind of just... I guess I'm 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 kind of into the storyline for Mishima, who is like this uh, manager, ex Yakuza uh, foot soldier, doing serving some type of uh, penance as manager of a uh, hostess club called the Grand. <laughs> and, uh, his story arc is unfolding to be very interesting. It's it's. Almost as interesting as Kazuma Kiryu, the uh, the main uh, protagonist protagonist in the Yakuza series. I've really been enjoying using um, uh, Mishima as, in, his, in his fighting style. His fighting style is called Thug, <laughs> which which cracks me up. But one of his finishing moves is that he breaks somebody's neck, and it's like okay. He ain't getting back up. <laughs> uh, nope. Yeah, it, it's fun. I, I think it's hilarious when games do these, uh, and I, I mean like games outside of like the Mortal Kombat stuff that that kind of like are are more, maybe a little bit more closer to reality. But I mean, Mishima just straight goes but gets behind his opponent, puts him in a chokehold, and just snaps the neck. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny is I had to do that several times because one of the um, I think it's a it's a trope throughout all the Yakuza games. But as you go through the game, you come across these martial arts masters that will teach you different things and build your build your uh, your your skill tree, help you build your skill tree out. And I had to break the master's neck several times, which was just like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bro, you ain't getting back up. <laughs> wow. But like, I'm was, serious. It's like, damn. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> but I mean, it is just it, it, Yakuza Zero is just it, fantastic. It, you know, you, you the the cash that you earn, you invest in yourself, and I, I still say that is the best uh, skill tree uh, gimmick that I've ever seen in a video game. So I'm loving that. Um, on the PC side, I've been playing some of my um, Steam sale gets. So I've been playing Road Redemption. And for anybody who remembers uh, a little game called Road Rash from back in the day, I think it was on the original PlayStation, and I think it's been on PC for a long, long, long time. Um, Road Rash is this uh, it's racing game in, in quotations where you're on a motorcycle and you use clubs and spears and shotguns to to take out your opponents and try to get to the uh, get to the finish line well uh, road redemption is kind of like the spiritual successor to road rash and it is it's one of those games that is just has a addiction written all over it its mechanics are just really addicting so basically you're uh, you're a biker. The story is very almost kind of throwaway. Um, it's pretty much a roguelike in the fact that you never the the 
road courses, if you want to call them that, you're traveling in a straight line. So the only th curves you're encountering are the curves in the freeway or the highway that you're on. And the enemies and, or the variants of the enemies that you encounter, that's randomly generated uh, as you do each, do each level. Uh, once you complete a level, the cash that you've earned by uh, taking out all the riders, you apply that to your health, your nitro boost. Uh, you can have different things like increasing the damage output of your weapons. There are uh, some other pickups that you can do and increase your, your health. And you start the next level with your upgrades that you got from that you earned from the previous. And you continue on until your character uh, gets KO'd or killed. Uh, in the game and once that happens as you playing the game you're earning experience and the experience that you that you unlock stays with you throughout the game uh, so like as you you're, you'll unlock new motorcycles you'll unlock some some passive skills like you'll automatically start you may get a get a, uh, a, a XP bonus skill that's automatically starts you from uh, with additional health, but the idea, and as you increase your 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 XP, that's how you progress in the game. Because when you get taken out, uh, you'll be able to unlock sections that will okay. Instead of starting from the very beginning, you can start at level three, or you can start at level six, or you can start at level eight. You know, because there is, the game does have an end. You're trying to uh, kill this, uh, take out this rival motorcycle gang uh, assassin. He's just called the assassin. But in order to get to him, you have to ride through all these rival, rival highway gang uh, turf areas, and you're basically you're doing the same thing. You know, knocking, knocking people out and. Uh, earning money as you do so it's just it's a fantastic game uh particularly if you are a fan of the road rash old school games like i am so i definitely would encourage folks to uh check out road redemption uh that game was six bucks uh on the steam sale the summer steam sale that just ended recently yeah um, i, I kind of want to check it out too i mean i've been uh Hankering for some Road Rash action. I mean, I've been a fan of the series since the Genesis days and in the 3DO version on there. There was a really bad, another Road Rash-inspired game that just came out not too long ago for Xbox One and PC and PS4 called Road Rage. That is absolutely like one of the most uh, worst games of <laughs> this generation. Actually, so. <laughs> It's really bad, and unfortunately, yeah, that, heard about was that. was developed by one of the former developers of Red Rash, actually. So I feel bad for him, but uh, you know, you yeah, know. Road Redemption is way better than that. It's right. uh, it, it's really cool. It, it has some some of the roguelike elements when it, it during the uh, um, uh, what they call it random generation of you know the variables that you'll encounter. Like I had one where it was called Nightmare. There was traffic, but the traffic was raining down like rain. So you got semis and cars falling from the sky <laughs> as you're as you're driving. The first time I saw that, it was like I was tripping because I thought the game was glitching at first. And it's like, oh wait a minute, yeah, this is the nightmare. <laughs> I'm doing a nightmare level where just like bizarre things kind of happen. And it's, uh, it, it's awesome. It is a fantastic game. Like there's others where it'll rain, like, like sticks of dynamite that you have to dodge around. It's the game is awesome. So I, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, everybody's golf, uh, been, been playing some of that, some far cry five, uh, still uh, gunning my way through Occultists, uh, making progress in that game. Uh, I unlocked uh, another ally. It's this uh, sniper, this military sniper, uh, young lady who served as a sniper in the military. Who's uh, so I, I got access to her. So 
I haven't utilized her too much because my my default is still the dog because using the dog is just it's just fun because you you can send the dog to kill people and and you can also use the dog to retrieve the weapons that the people that you killed have dropped, which which is just really cool. Um, also, been playing some Strike Suit Zero Director's Cut. Uh, for those who don't know, that game came out uh, quite a few. I think I think it was introduced to consoles uh, right at the beginning of this generation, so right around 2013. But it had been on PC prior to that, and basically, it is a space mech, uh, space arcade style combat game, and it's a load of fun. Um, I it was on it was finally on stay on sale during this 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 Steam summer sale. For whatever reason, Strike Suit Zero, uh, the director's cut, was never, at least when when I started going to doing the uh, Steam sales, I could never find it on sale. Because I have the I have the uh, the original on uh, PS4, but I always wanted to uh, play that game uh, in Super the Greatest mode on PC, and it man, it's a lot of fun. It's um, uh, your Right now, where I'm at, I haven't acquired the strike suit yet, but uh, the ship that I that I'm using, um, it, it's kind of reminiscent control-wise of the uh, Star Wars ships in uh, Battlefront Two. So it's very arcadey, very uh, very easy to, to to sit down and play. Lock on missiles and lasers everywhere. Uh, just 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 a, a, a whole lot of fun. So slowly making my way and that neat thing about the director's cut is that director's cut comes with the um dlc and the dlc has you fighting capital ships which i'm i'm very much looking forward to doing because uh, some of the the still shots that i've seen of that look really really cool so uh been playing that game and on the <laughs> in my jank pile I've been playing Marlo Briggs and the Mask of Death, still uh, enjoying that game for what it is. And I've been playing Yaiba, Ninja Gaiden Z. Unfortunately, the messed up thing uh, with Ninja Gaiden Z, though, is that I was playing it late one night, and I made the mistake of exiting the game before saving So when I restarted, when I went, the next time I went back to it, I had, gosh, I must have lost maybe like a whole lot of progress because I have a feeling that I was closing in on the end of the game. But uh, yeah, I'm back to like practically like level three now. I'd I'd made it up to like level five or six. So (laughs) uh, pro tip, folks, uh, save your game. (laughs) You can you relive the jank. <laughs> yeah, before you shut it off. So, you know, the weird thing about it is that, okay, Yaiba is not a good game. It, it's not. I mean, it, it's it's got problems. But those problems are nowhere near as pronounced on the PC as they were on the console. Uh, I think that has to do with just, you know, the strength of the consoles that they were working with, you know, PS3, 360. Um, 360 was a little bit, was uh, better performing than the PS3 version, but a lot of the jank that was, uh, when I say jank, I mean like uh, frames missing out of combat motions, uh, hit detection, um, you know some of the uh, some of the things that happen when you're dealing with uh, enemies uh, taking enemies out at range, which I guess would also fall under hit detection. A lot of that is not doesn't exist in the PC version. Um, it is still not a good game, <laughs> but uh, it it is fun in its own janky way. Um, so I've been in, I've I've been enjoying a. a Ninja Gaiden Z quite a bit, you know. And the only thing that I'm not enjoying is having to go back and play through some play through the levels that I've already completed because I was I was silly and didn't save before I ended the game. But 
all in all, I think it's good. It, definitely, you want to get it on sale. You don't want to pay, you know, whatever its standard, its regular price is on on Steam. You know, get that, get that. Definitely want to get that on on the cheap. But uh, that's pretty much it for what I've been playing. I had an opportunity to play a little bit more than I normally do uh, this past week or so. So. With that, we're going to talk a little bit about some newsy news. So, uh, Trader Joe, why don't you hit hit our listeners up with what's been going on in the gaming industry? I picked up on some things that kind of caught my eye, and I want to see if you guys are also kind of interested. Uh, there was a live stream today, earlier today, for the Grand Blue Fantasy Summer Festival being currently being hosted in Osaka, Japan. Uh, Games has revealed when we're going to hear more about Grand Blue Fantasy Project Relink on there. Now, if you're not familiar or if, if you don't remember us talking about this game previously on there, this is the game that um, Games is collaborating with um, Platinum Games on, on there. It's a console action R- JRPG on there it's uh, been announced only for ps4 so far on there but they said that uh, they're going to have more information including the official title of the game will be at the uh, side games fez uh, which will be at the makahara mese in chiba near tokyo on december 15th and 16th they're going to have like a little festival for the fans of grand blue fantasy now if you never heard of grand blue fantasy before basically it's a super popular mobile game in japan that basically has been released almost in every territory besides here in the United States on there. In fact, there's an actual way to play it in English, but you have to go about in a uh, roundabout way to get it available on your phone because it's not available like on the Google Play Store or on the iTunes um, marketplace for U.S. on there. You actually have to go around and and download it from another uh, territory store. On that, they actually took the time to translate it into English, but it's not available in our country for some reason or not. But the thing about this particular game, it's been a mobile game that's been going on for years in Japan, and they have just great art direction. Um, you know, kind of gets a little bit grindy with the gameplay, and obviously, you're uh, paying to unlock characters and that kind of thing on that. But I love the fact that the, the if you look at the music and the art in the game, it's like top class. I mean, pretty much any creators in Japan that have been creating games uh, have contributed to the Grand Blue Fantasy project on there. And uh, to me, to see Platinum Games on this thing and doing an action RPG on this thing, um, I'm kind of excited for this. I'm hoping, hoping that they're going to uh, take the time to release this in the West and release in our territories on there. It was originally announced to come out in 2018. Uh, but basically that they're um, you know, beefing up the game a little bit, so it's going to be a little bit bigger than what even what they thought on there. Um, you should go back, and if you have a chance, check out some of the trailers, too, when they announce the game, because you know you figure with Platinum Games, especially with a JRPG action game on there with great art direction, that um, they're going to you know knock it out of the park, in my opinion. So and here, here's hoping, you know. It's like, you know, I'm... I'm sitting here like looking at a hamburger all juicy. I just hope when I bite into it, it's actually, you know, tastes good, you know. So <laughs> on this, what do you guys think? Uh, have you been familiar? Are you familiar with Grand Blue Fantasy at all? Have you heard of it? Or you have? did you remember this trailer? I have never from- heard of it. I have no idea, you know, until, until I started, until you put it on the outline. I didn't really know anything about it. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to look into it. I mean, it, again, it sucks that it's mobile. But again, like I said in on earlier episodes, you know, people are able to do a lot of stuff on mobile. It makes a lot of money. So, you know, it makes makes sense for other countries. So I'm definitely going to look into it. Uh, Kev, what are your thoughts? Um, I want to say that I've heard the name somewhere before. Uh, but that's about as far as, as my knowledge of the game goes. But um, anything that... Um, uh, Platinum. Platinum, yeah. I don't know why my brain farted. <laughs> uh, anything that Platinum is doing, I'm at least going to give pay attention to, uh, particularly if they've got their A-team working on the combat side of things. Uh, as most of y'all know, I don't do turn-based well at all with uh, a few exceptions. So if the combat is interesting or intriguing to me, I'll definitely be paying attention to what they got right on and so 
Just want to keep that on your guys' radar. And then next couple of news stories might be uh, it's uh, stories about science, San Diego Comic-Con. So if those of you out there are listening or um, those of you who might be participating in this podcast right now on there, um, if you're headed out to San Diego, San Diego next week to attend Comic-Con, on there, um, you will be able to try Insomniac Games' upcoming release of Marvel Spider-Man before it launches in September. Also, as well, they're going to have a uh, panel uh, on Thursday, uh, July 19th. On there from 1 to 2 p.m., they're going to have Insomniac's creative director, Brian Intihar, as well as some uh, personnel from Marvel Games as well on there. They're going to obviously focus on Marvel Spider-Man, but also be talking about the other Wonderful free-to-play stuff from uh, Marvel, including uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest, Marvel Strike Force, all the Marvel games you love on your mobile phone. Ha ha. And I wish they would work on more console games and, and not being so concentrating on, uh, you know, mobile. But, you know, hey, that's Disney. It's Marvel. You know, unfortunately, uh, after Sega lost their license for all the Marvel games way back when, I mean, pretty much. Uh, we'll have to see how the Avenger games kind of come out. But uh um, are you going to be checking this out, Desmond, if you get a chance? I know there's tons of stuff to do at Comic-Con, so. Um, oh, I can't make the, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I can't make the panel because I don't get there until Friday morning, but I probably will stop by to try to, to see if I can stick a peek and get a, get to try the, the, the demo, um, for the game. I'm super excited for it. Um, who knows? I might even bring you guys back some swag, so. Ooh. Ooh. Well, also mentioning Square Enix has their San Diego Comic-Con lineup, which will include a big emphasis on Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, on there, They're going to have like a, a panel on July 21st on there, which was going to have both the lead writer, lead game designer, and also the performance artist for Laura Croft uh, in the panel as well on there. So um, they are going to be uh, at the deck at Moonshine Flats on there so i don't know where i think it's one of the off-site places you know san diego comic-con i haven't been there in quite a few years and what you told me desmond everything is like just not concentrated on the convention center anymore it's like every hotel everywhere like the gaslight area that whole area around the convention center is just decked out with comic-con stuff you know you just i mean there's some people who don't even try to get tickets they just go for all the outside events because the outside events are free to free to the public so there's tons of stuff to do outside. Yeah. And also games available at the Square Enix booth for Comic-Con is going to be Dragon Quest XI, Kingdom Hearts 3, Mobius, Final Fantasy, and, of course, the new mobile Star Ocean game that just came out, and the Nemus on there as well. So, so if you are in the area, feel free to check it out. You know, I don't know if I want to drive nine hours down to check Dragon Quest XI out, but... <laughs> That's why I have you there, just in case. Yeah, so I can take pictures and and get you some swag. Is that it? I see. Wink, wink. I'm not your your swag camel. I'm not going to (laughs) go. I know. You're not my swag pony boy or anything like that. What is it? What is it? Stay cool, pony boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just make a mention if anyone out there is headed that way. And also, news this week. A lot of release dates got announced this week, or games got unveiled. And so uh, one game that's been kind of on my radar a little bit is a little game called Darksiders 3. On there, uh, THQ Nordic has confirmed a release date for Darksiders 3. It's going to be coming out, surprise, surprise, right in the middle of Christmas and and the fall. It's coming out on November 27, 2018. On there, it's going to be releasing for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. On there, um, you know, we'll be talking about Darksiders a little later in the program today. But uh, if you haven't played one or two in the series, they are available for a very cheap price on your um, PSN and probably more than likely on the Xbox side of, of the fence as well. On that, the game's going to be releasing there, like I said, November 27th. Uh, they have craziness with collector's editions, they have one collector's edition that will retail for 150 bucks. It will include the original soundtrack, an art book, a steelbook case, and a 10-inch tall statue of Fury, the uh, female protagonist in the game. Now, if you really want to go all cray-cray uh, for Christmas, they do have a Darksiders 3 Apocalypse Edition, which will be priced at $400, which will include statues for Death, War, Volgarim, and Fury on top of a Horseman logo amulet 
a 40 by 30 inch wall scroll, a steel book case, the art book and soundtrack on there. So uh, if you prefer uh, downloads, the digital download edition will come out for 70 bucks, including a uh, armor DLC, a digital soundtrack and two post launch DLCs on there. So, and also if you do pre or an Xbox one or a PS4, you'll get a 24 hour early access on that as well, which just sounds like it's coming right around like, right after Thanksgiving, beginning of Christmas on there. So uh, those collector's editions are nuts on there. I, I hope they don't overproduce. Oh, actually, I hope they overproduce them so I can maybe buy them on the cheap later. But I hope as a company that they don't overproduce these because, you know, obviously it took a while for them to even announce this game because Vigil Games was the original game uh, developers of Darksiders 1 and 2. And then after THQ got blown up with the whole... Uh, selling off of their assets, basically. It was crazy to think that uh, THQ Nordic even got the band back together to get this game going. They actually found, you know, because when uh, Visual Games kind of got broken up, uh, they kind of went all their separate ways, went to different companies, that kind of thing. And so they recruited uh, a few people that were involved with the original Darksiders 1 and 2 to actually, quote-unquote, get the band back together uh, to get this game developed and now and i don't know if, if joe mad is still involved with the character designs with this at all but i don't um, think so i mean i know he went on and did uh you know uh battle chasers yeah battle yeah. chasers so i don't know i think he just kind of lended his stuff to it but i don't know if he's he's still involved although it kind of looks like him when you when you look at um the character design uh for the sister but who knows yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he probably drew his heart out and put his heart into the whole series series previously so you know, probably they had the character designs all worked out from joe mad like years ago probably uh, and he probably flushed this thing out you know quite a few years ago so we'll have to see how it goes i know the first dark siders had like more uh tight zelda type gameplay with you know obviously action elements and then the second game kind of took a more of an open world approach which you know um like i said some people liked and some people didn't like on there but uh still cool to see that you know that's it's like a you know just like um when you think of other games like uh, hellblade where it's like a triple a game or attempt to do a triple a action game when in actuality thq nordic is not exactly you know a triple a you know company they're probably you know doing what they can to get a quality game out that will kind of rival other triple a experiences of course but uh we'll have to see any thoughts you guys on darksiders 3 at all um, I'll be, I'll probably, depending on what else is going on, because I've lost track of what all is releasing <laughs> this coming fall. Um, I'll have to see. Um, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, like the second one was okay, but I kind of got um, a little bored of it, so I never finished it. First one was fantastic, uh, and it was like a straight up Zelda clone ripoff, you know. Like, uh, without question. <laughs> I mean, well, hookshot, hookshot and everything. Well, uh, you know, it, it's in the same genre, just like Street Fighter 2. It's a fighting game, you know. It's like Zelda created its own, own secret nah, formula. You know? I mean, even the way you, you, you do your your uh, fighting in the, uh, in the 3D space, what they call that Z-targeting. Yeah, you straight up do Z-targeting in the first game. I mean, come on. <laughs> No, it's, it is. I mean, he's, he's not lying. I got I got super far on the first game, and I was just like, mm, I don't know. You know. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're going to jock, you know, jock the legends, but it, it is what it is. It was still a good game. Um. So I'm interested in three, but it just it honestly really only de- it's going to depend on what else is going on. Gotcha. All right, and other news this week. Uh, there is a new game from the same developers of Darksiders 3. Um, the team that actually reformed the development team is called Gunfire Games. On there. So they are working on another game. They're working on a co-op shooter called Remnant from the Ashes, which will be out in uh, 2019. It's being published by uh, Perfect World Entertainment, which also published like, games like Neverwinter and uh, the game we talked about earlier in the show, Livelock. On there, they tend to pick up some games that uh, might have potential on there, and so um, get a chance to check out the trailer if you get a chance. Uh, it's a third-person co-op survival action shooter. 
on there. Um, basically, you're fighting in these um, subway, and it's a you know third person um, co-op survival action shooter. So I think Desmond, this will definitely be in your wheelhouse. It's not first person in this case, but uh, um, it's going to have um, procedurally generated levels on there as well. On there, but different character classes, um, different uh, melee combat, gear and we- weapon crafting, uh, character progression, uh, you know, boss battles and enemies, of course, on there. So, any thoughts, you guys? I mean, have you checked out the trailer yet, or you think this is something that uh, it might have some potential, possibly? I've never even heard of this game, so just got announced, man. New game, so. <laughs> Definitely so, check out the trailer. Um, yeah. I, I kind of caught my interest. It's going to be available for a demo at Gamescom in August uh, next month, and then also at PAX West in Seattle uh, later on next month as well. Definitely check out the trailer. I think it's a game that you know I think I could get behind and kind of check it out a little bit more on there. So I love the art style. It's a, it's realistic, but at the same time not super real. So it's almost like it as a cartoon style uh, to it as well on there. Uh, that, uh, you know, just kind of similar to Darksiders, I could say, probably so on that. Uh, but I just want to kind of mention, just to get get the word out, you know, it's hard for these smaller games to make headway, per se, so. Yep, yep, for sure, for sure. All right. Also, a game that has been long in development for uh, PC, uh, a game called Dead Cells, which is very popular on Steam. It is a um, Metroidvania with some very focused combat. Like if you can mention like uh, like having some elements of Dark Souls in a uh, side-scrolling Metroidvania game on there. Um, it's finally done. This game was in early access for quite a few years on Steam. On there, it's officially going to be released on August the 7th. It's coming out for both PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and also, obviously, if you own the PC version, finally have the complete edition ready for PC as well. On there, it's leaving early access on PC, Mac, and Linux on there. Game itself for pre-order for $24.99 if you want the physical version. Um, if you want, want to grab the um, digital version on either Xbox One or PS4 on there, uh, it's uh, now retailing for $19.99 on there. So if you decide to pre-order that on there. Uh, pre-orders for the Nintendo Switch version will be available starting on um, July 18th, which is coming up in the next few days on there. So um, there is a physical version of this game uh, also coming out on there, but no details have been announced yet if it's going to be out on the same day or at a later date on there. So definitely check out this game because I mean, a lot of people have been raving about this on the PC side of the fence on there. I actually went ahead and I bought it on Steam, but guess what? I have not played it. So, but it's good that um, I'll be finally checking it out. And, uh, you know, once I get a move on and get over to my new spot, I am definitely going to get my gaming PC up in a separate area so I could uh, fire it up more often on that. So. So, any thoughts, you guys? Have you read about this game or familiar with this game before? Um, I've heard of it. I've never never played it. Um, I wasn't one of the early access uh, folks, so I don't I don't know too much about it. Uh, Metrovanias, though, are kind of a hit and miss with me, though. The same. Uh, some of them are some of them are done really good. Like, uh, oh gosh, what was that one that came out for three sixty that Blazinski did. Um, uh, anyway, are, yeah. Are you thinking Shadow Complex? Shadow Complex, yeah. Shadow Complex was pretty cool. Um, there was another one that I played recently called Icy. It's a very, very minimalist uh, Metroidvania. That one was excellent. Uh, but then there are others that just get really bogged down in the backtracking that I just forget where I'm supposed to go. Um, I would put um, uh, Guacamole kind of in that same in that same in that boat. Guacamole, I love the mechanics. The mechanics were awesome. They were fantastic. You could you could build some really impressive combos with it as you unlocked your abilities. But when you had to go back. Uh, going back once some of those levels started expanding out, I just forget where the hell I was supposed to go. 
and I, 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 I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> so, well, one thing about uh, this game, Kevin, is that it is very combat intensive. It is focused on the combat quite a bit, but it's in a 2D art style on there. There's actually like little hit point counters uh, once you do attack on there with along with a light bar and that kind of thing. So it's it's not more focused on the exploration portion of it, but more in a uh, uh, combat. It's very combat focused on there. So I can't really attest because I haven't played the game as far as... Um, you know how deep it is in the exploration portion of it, but I know a lot of people were talking about how way it stands out from other Metroidvania games is that there is a definite emphasis on combat on there. So, okay, okay. well, I'll see. I'll check it out. See what it, see what it, see what it's about. Uh, but you know, if if I gotta go, if I gotta go do too much, if the levels are become so expansive and Oh, I got this new ability. Nah, now where did I see where I would need to do a triple jump, you know, 80 screens ago? If I got to do all that stuff, nah. <laughs> you know, nah, bro, nah. <laughs> Any thoughts, Desmond, or just another game that we kind of look forward to? Keep just another game to kind of look forward to. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to play it at your house and see how it goes. And then, you know, if it looks good, then I'll buy it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Next game on the list, another game that has a release date that will finally coming out, for God forbid. Uh, this is a game I've seen at like three PlayStation experiences and played. Uh, actually, PlayStation had a demo at uh, at retail outlets. And so when uh, my ex-wife uh, happened to be out shopping, looking at clothes and I'm looking to kill time, I actually played the demo of this game <laughs> quite a bit played the different demo releases of this game quite a bit even this is a game called chasm on there it's a procedurally generated metroidvania game haha ha, we talk about metroidvania games again but uh, this game is finally going to be out it's been in development since 2012 that's how long it's been in development it originally started from a kickstarter way back when on there but it's finally going to be, be be available on pc uh ps4 and also Ha ha ha, the PlayStation Vita gets a new game on July 31st, right before my birthday. So um, if you haven't followed this game, it, it follows a new recruit for Gildian Kingdom's army who is tackling their first mission, investigating a mine that has mysteriously been abandoned and shut down. That uh, kicks off a long journey where players will visit a vast number of handcrafted but procedurally placed rooms, whether they be ancient catacombs or castles on there. The developers... Uh, stated that the game features all, almost 80 enemies, 10 bosses, 130 equipable items, and should last players anywhere from 10 to 15 hours on there. So so they have put their heart and soul on this thing. They have worked it to its finite release on this thing. I think they took a different approach than uh, Dead Cells because of the fact that they could have released this before. This thing was playable three years ago when I first played it, for God's sake. So on there so i think uh, they just took the time to f- just get the finite version of the game going it is crossed by just in case if you do pick it up on ps4 you get the vita game and vice versa on there and it will launch at 1999 across all platforms on that so uh, i am mentioning this game because i am excited for this game i will be buying this game and playing this game so on that so uh kevin i know you probably have messed with this game before previously i think uh, yeah i played it i like i like the art style i like the direction but i don't like the backtracking because i i I, this is going to be one of those games where you know, you find something that's going to let you get access to something else, and then you got to figure out where, okay, where did I see that, or try and go back to that. And then when you die, you know, the stuff is going to come back a little bit differently placed before. That's just that's just frustrating gameplay to me. But I mm. appreciate the effort that they're putting into it. It's just not my type of game. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to check and see. I mean, maybe you'll play it at my house, Kevin. So probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean I, I played it at PSX a couple for you know one or two of those years that I went. And again, the the I'm a Neanderthal when it comes to games, man. I just want to beat people up, blow stuff up. I don't want to have to think about where I need to go. I spend eight hours five times a week thinking about stuff. When I sit down to play a game, I don't want to think. I just want to do. 
and you give me a game where I have to think about where I need to go after I acquire something. I mean, some of the stuff, some of it is okay. I'll do a, I'll, I'll, it's okay if I have to do a little bit of it. But if I got to do puzzles and get equipment and have to remember something 90 screens back that will, oh, yeah, if I have the hook shot, I can get up there. No, I have no patience for that. I used to. Uh, then I started, uh, you know, working and dealing with stressful people and my tolerance for that type of stuff it just kind of spilled over to my game i have zero tolerance for that type of gameplay mm. so yeah unfortunately that that locks me out of some otherwise very enjoyable games but ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> <laughs> interesting viewpoint dude interesting viewpoint i i I kind of feel you in a way because, like, you know, that's why why I'm playing everybody's golf and not really committing to anything too um, mindful, intensive, per se. I just want to zone out, and I can definitely feel you on that for sure. So on that. And last news story I have, yet again, another game that was announced previously that has new information. Uh, This was at the the just recently passed uh, Anime Expo 2018 in early this month. On there, Intercreates, the uh, same developers that done wonderful games like Mighty Number no. Nine and um, also the uh, Azer Gunboat Gunbolt series. Excuse me. <laughs> on that, it's a good series. Uh, yeah, they have this new game called Dragon Mark for Death. It is a fa- dark fantasy style action RPG. It was announced last year, um, almost to the year to this day, on August 2017, on there for the Switch, and they finally kind of blew it out a little bit as far as um, announcing more information about the game. It is a 2D side-scrolling action RPG where up to four players can play at the same time either local multiplayer or online multiplayer on there. Um, I had a chance to watch the trailer, of course, and so it reminded me a lot of a combination of like say if you want to imagine dragon's crown but in a 2d side-scrolling action style almost like a um, mega man or castlevania type style on there it has um basically 30 main quests tons of side quests single stages that span 20 to 40 screen uh 200 to 400 screens on there it's a massive game from what they're building up, but has quite a bit of staff from other games. On, of course, uh, the director of the game is the previous director of the Mega Man Zero series and the Mega Man Nine and Ten. On there, they have a lot of different programmers on the game, and you know, production staff on there. Uh, trailer looks excellent. Kind of reminds me of someone took um, the original Drag- Dungeons and Dragons um, Capcom games from back in the day and put a little anime bent to it and. Uh, you know, kind of went crazy with the gameplay elements. And yet again, this is a, another game that has like a 2D side-scrolling action style that has, you know, hit points popping up on there, you know, popping people up in the air, combos galore on there, the four different characters that they have. They got a magician, of course, uh, uh, you know, your typical prototypes, or archetypes, I should say, <laughs> you know, a warrior, um, a ninja, and I believe like another character class of some sort on there. So uh, definitely check out the trailer. I am definitely interested in this one. This is kind of on my radar. Again, tons of games out there being announced, tons of games. Just kind of hard to keep track of everything that is out and about. So uh, especially when news is kind of slow as far as different announcements, I always like to focus on these smaller games, of course. So did you Either of you guys check out the trailer or you remember this game at all or something that you might be interested in the future, maybe? I think I will be. You know, I I always like, you know, games like this. So I might have to try it. I'm thinking about trying it, too, because, you know, to to me to have, like, you know, 30 main quests, side quests, it's multiplayer, we could all play together. Um, I've been looking for stuff to get me going on the Switch a little bit. I haven't really played Switch all that much. On there, so definitely, if this game's like even thirty bucks, I would think about picking it up, especially because if it has enough value with it and, uh, and the gameplay, I just like to look at the gameplay. It's like they took uh, Azure Gunbolt and basically tacked in, in modified it to an action RPG element on there. And I think you know, I think this is not going to be so backtracky, Kevin, as the other two games I mentioned. So uh, I think this is definitely going to be in your wheelhouse as well. So yeah, it sounds like it sounds like. Uh... Like a more uh, in-depth Guardian Heroes 
Yeah, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit too. Taking a look at the trailers, so. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. And I mean, as long as I can beat people up and kill stuff, um, yep. and not have to do a whole lot of thinking, yeah, I'm in. Gotcha. And you know the plot line. I mean, even the name of the game, Dragon Mark for Death. You know, it <laughs> kind of has that. I like uh, that. We talk about. Yeah. So Mark for so death. Mark for death. death. So. I wonder if Bruce Lee will be a unlockable character. <laughs> Doubt it, unless they uh, got him all chibi style and all animated out. <laughs> that would be dope, though. <laughs> it would be dope, but you know, Bruce Lee is like a state's busy making like you know deals with UFC to have him in UFC. There you go. Not with yeah. <laughs> So that's all the news I have this week, guys. All right, then. Well, thank you for bringing us uh, this week's news nuggets, my friend. Got it. And contact. You can contact us on Twitter. I I can be found at Shonuff71, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Dez can be found at the Nemo 6, that's T-H-E-N-E-M-O, the number 6. And Joe is uh, Mr. Fongul, M-R-F-O-N-G-U-L, in the Twitter sphere. On PSN, I can be found at Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. Dez can be found at Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And Trader Joe can be located at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. I am also Shonuff071 on Xbox Live. Uh, Joe is Mr. Fongul. And Dez, you are Nemo Tigger on Xbox Live as well. That's true. All right. Yeah, and on Twitter, I am Joe Fongul, and I'm Mr. Fongul. Oh, uh, did I say? Oh, I I thought I said Joe. It's all good. It's all All good. Okay, um, with that, uh, one of the things we're going to be trying next next week or next podcast <laughs> when we next record is uh, we are going to be dipping and uh, going into a deep discussion on a game that uh, – on, on games, rather, that either came out or introduced last generation or, or – Maybe some games that we intended to play that we never got around to playing. And we're going to be giving our, our overall impressions of those titles. Um, and we're, that's going to be a regular segment to the show. It's something that we're yeah. going to be adding to it. Yeah. Um, our thought is, you know, whatever time we need to take to beat that specific game, like I said, maybe be like a month to month thing, mm-hmm. you know, to try to cycle the game in and out every month on that so and it kind of puts a little feet to the fire kind of thing for us to play certain games in our backlog (laughs) so uh, i think it's a good thing and then plus you guys out there if you actually wanted to play the game or wanted to check out the game you kind of can play along with us on there and kind of get our impressions and then if you want to play along and if you have anything to add of course you could always send an email out to uh, gamingvessels at gmail.com or go ahead and message us on Twitter as well. Our handle on Twitter is Gaming Vessels on that. So so the first game that we will be doing our our homework on, with the homework assignment, <laughs> that, might be, that might be a neat assignment to call it. Yeah. The homework assignment is going to be Darksiders. is the first game in the soon-to-be trilogy uh, of, uh, uh, what was that, THQ? Yeah, hopefully if yeah. this, uh, you know, this this PSN sale is going to pass before this show is probably out. But uh, um, it's on sale for one ninety nine right now on PSN. You can wait for a good sale, but uh, you can also get the physical release uh, at most retailers for twenty dollars and below. As well, I think one ninety nine is definitely a lot more agreeable than twenty. Oh, absolutely, that's a steal. I will be downloading it as soon as as soon as we conclude the recording of this show. Um, so I think that would I, we we think that it might be something interesting to add to the overall uh, flow of the show. 
and uh, we hope you enjoyed. And definitely, please, folks, give us your give us your feedback. Uh, as mentioned, gamingvessels at gmail.com. You know, let us know what you think of the show. Share your opinions on gaming. And as we've th- put out before, if you want to even be on the show, you want to share your opinions uh, on something that we've said or your opinion on gaming in general, feel free to hit us up at gamingvessels at gmail.com so you can be a part of the show and see how the magic happens, how the sausage is made, all that wonderful, all those, all the, all that wonderful uh, metaphors <laughs> that go with <laughs> that go with making a show. So, with that, folks, thank you for joining us. It's been uh, I, I enjoy doing this. Um, it's uh, I'm glad that uh, we've got the opportunity. I've got the opportunity to sit with uh, two very cool people. Uh, and knock our opinions about video games around for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes four. <laughs> sometimes four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we talk I'll a lot before it. we actually start recording, y'all. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep a night too, or game night. Uh, we're going to have game night. We had game night this past Saturday. We'll keep, keep fighting the good fight. Uh, Saturday game night is going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on PSN for now. Uh, I am Kevin Nagara on PSN. Kevin's showing up seven. Desmond is Nemo Tigger, as Kevin just mentioned just a little while ago. Sorry for the repetition <laughs> on that. But uh, uh, we'll be playing all the games we've been talking about this episode. Probably if you want to play something else, too, just let us know. We do own a lot of games. We are more open-minded on our, even if you want to play, like, you know, I don't know what else, what's out there. The Sims, you know, I don't know as far as the extent of what I want to play. I don't know about all that. Yeah. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast. I want to play Sims Pets with you guys. I'm not going to play that game. Yeah. So, however, if if someone does buy it for us, you know, yeah, of course. If you want to sponsor, you know, Game Us podcast and you buy us a game to play, we will probably play it begrudgingly, but we will. Sims for pets. You name it right there. Someone buys us a code. Yeah, we'll we'll, not, we'll knock it out. That would that would be a GoFundMe, <laughs> a trade, a Patreon. There you go, Patreon to get us to play like horrible games. Did I say that? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. I am showing up seventy one. He is Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And that is Des, the Bay Area Terror. We will be back next week with another episode of Gaming Vessels. Peace!